It's also uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but a lot more brutal. Right. This is the worst <laughs> fucking chocolate factory. <laughs> Every corridor factory. leads to people eating people or bugs or awful things happening. Yeah, so yeah, please. Willy Wonka's like, hey, you want all this magic? And you're just like, no, I don't want any of this magic. No magic. <laughs> Can I go back to the back of the train? Where's your elevator that shoots me out of the roof of this son of a bitch? Right. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the What a Disaster podcast, where we watch and review a disaster movie as close to weekly as we can possibly stand. I'm Gregory Allen, and as usual, I'm joined by Richard Sawasinski. I'm Richard Sawasinski. And Liz Bedore. Hi, welcome to Chili's. Uh, we are talking about a movie this week, right? This is a little yeah. unusual for us, a little... Breaking from the norm. We got a movie gonna, on the table. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about Snowpiercer. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Snowpiercer. Yeah, it's a movie we're watching today. Came out in 2013. It's by the same guy that did um, the, oh, host. the Host. The Host. Yeah. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> Junho Bong. It's Mr. Bong. Bong Junho. Bong Junho Bong. Bong. Whatever. Yeah. However Snow you say it, pronounce it. Piercer. I'm sorry that we're going to obliterate any non-English name. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bong. Kelly Masterson wrote the screenplay. Uh, I guess there are like a bunch of people, well, but Ke- Kelly I can't click links on notes. Uh, this movie was um, it was written by um, Mr. Bong, but then it went through a studio treatment because it was he was working with an American studio, obviously oh, with this. Okay. So some of these other writers were just. There to help Making bring it, it more to an American audience. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. This one's got a lot of people in it that you know. Yeah, like whether you like it or not, you know these actors. Chris Evans is in this motherfucker. He's uh, he's 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 Curtis is the name of his character. Nobody really has any last names. They don't need them. They don't need them because there's there's only like fifteen people left on the planet. <laughs> right. Ed Harris is in this. You've heard of him. Yeah. You've heard of John Hurt. You've heard of Tilda Swinton. I mean. There are a lot of pretty pretty good actors in here. Yeah, and a lot of them were a little um, unrecognizable because of how deep they were into the role and with the makeup and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tilda, Tilda Swinton, for example, was amazing in this movie. She was. She didn't have any front teeth. It was weird. She's a really good actor. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Tilda Swinton. We'll just plow through it. Plow through L- it. Like the, like the train through the snow. Like the train through the snow. We'll just pierce it. Um, we'll pierce the snow. Plot piercer. We'll that's who we are. Piercer. Yeah, I'm about to pierce this because it didn't really do that. At the end of the movie. Didn't pierce it pierce you? Dude, it, it got hit by the, the snow. snow. The snow... Co- we can't the talk about this right now. The snow pierced it. The snow... The, that avalanche destroyed... It was, that was an unforeseen circumstance. It yeah. plows through snow. That is not what they were There's planning. There's no denying that it can plow through the snow. Fine. But when the snow smashes it, it just shoves it off the tracks. Yeah. It's going to struggle. Nothing to pierce I me. mean, I can... I can squat pretty heavy but if somebody threw a loaded barbell at me i wouldn't be able to catch it i just get squished it's just how it works it's just how it works chili chili's liz Liz 40 40 million dollars greg this movie costs that's it yeah estimate it seems like pennies um but how much did it make well it's given us 14 million in south korea Uh when it released August 1st. It did not make much opening weekend in the united states it was very limited release yeah no i know i didn't even know it existed until like Three years after it came yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, so. they did not have faith in this movie. The uh, the studio thought it was just too... Weird for an American audience? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is a very strange movie, and it would have been a hard one to sell. They wanted to change it a lot, and there was a huge controversy, and they didn't end up not changing it, so they kept it in an original cut, but they oh, were going to cut it. 
there's gonna be a Korean version and an American version, it would have been significantly different. I, I'm glad we got the version we did because and, it was a really good watch. An American version, like at the end, Chris Evans is walking out with like three people on his shoulders, like just yeah, the American carry. version. <laughs> he would have been out on the train, like stopping the snow from hitting the train at all, and saved all of humanity. Riding the top of the train in the freezing weather. Rotten Tomatoes, ninety four percent. Ninety four percent. That's high. That's that's huge. our highest one yet. I you think. know what? Since we don't have a guest. Everybody, since we don't have a guest, we're going to talk about our weeks. We're going to go around the table and see what we accomplished this week. Liz, what did you do this week? Well, I am running a booth at a vintage bazaar this weekend at Detroit's Eastern Market. Whoa, slow down. Old shit. Is that what you did or is that what you're doing? I've been doing? getting ready for it all week. Okay, there we go. You've been getting ready for it. That's what I want to know what you did, not what you're doing, Liz. That's I can't really I plug did. it. The future is here. Out. <laughs> the future's not set. Jeez. What'd you what do the program? This, this, yeah, no, right? Let's just move past Liz. Excuse me, I'm the host, Richard. What did you do this past week? I played three shows. Oh, God. I can't wait to hear about this crap. Friday and Saturday. This Friday and Saturday? Last Friday and Saturday. On next week, it'll be last Friday, Saturday, but right now it's this Friday, Saturday. Not coming up. Last week? Yeah. Last week from now, but not last week from next Tuesday. Two weeks ago from next Tuesday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Two weeks back from last, next Tuesday. See what happens when you start monkeying with time, James yeah. Cameron, or whoever directed Terminator 2, the Terminator movies. Who did that? Titanic 2. Titanic 2, the return of Jack. Where were your shows? Uh, they were in Detroit. I did one on somebody's porch. That's a good show. It was somebody's fun. Porch. And uh, we did another one because somebody dropped off and there was two miles away in Hamtramck. So we're like, let's do it. What, do you, what about you, Greg? What'd you do? Uh, fucking nothing, man. <laughs> I've been uh, been going to physical therapy to fix my broken body that I'm destroying slowly with heavy weights. <laughs> continue to wreck it. Um, I should go to therapy. <laughs> if it's, we're making excellent progress. I might even be able to walk again one day. Right. As long as, as long as I can squat still, it doesn't matter. You can't walk, but you can stand. Right. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah. I can only stand, squat, and sprint. So You could get up from a chair really well. <laughs> right, Afterwards, you're right. useless. Once I'm up, it's that's all there is to it. I'm to sprint, you got to give you a no, push. Um, I haven't really done anything. It was Harvey's birthday yesterday, yesterday being the 16th of October. Oh, it's a big one from him, huh? Yeah, 26? The big, the big five. Oh, five. The big O five. He's getting old. Yeah, he is. It's scary. It really it's is. Time just... The older he gets, the closer to death we become. We need to slow that kid down. The the only thing that goes faster is happy hour at Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the happiest of hours. It's it's three hours, but it feels like five minutes. You get in there, you get those half price apps or whatever. It's just... Speaking of which, we just cut this thing short and go to Chili's. Yeah, we get at Chili's. Yeah. Liz, you ready for Chili's? I know you don't normally go to work after work, but... You ready for some chilies? Ready for chilies. All right. I mean, she doesn't really work there. She's just there so much, it might as well be her job. That's. They all know me by name. I clean up after myself. Liz from Chili's. She has her own table. I mean, they don't call her Liz from Chili's because she goes to, you know. Applebee's. Applebee's. To Jack Friday's. Applebee's. Ugh. Ugh. Sous vide microwave garbage. We're America's favorite neighbor, Applebee's. Ruby Tuesdays is pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with Ruby Tuesdays. Applebee's will sell you, serve you gray meat. Whatever mm. restaurants they put across the bet from the Best Buy in the Meyer in so, every shopping district. <laughs> right. One time my dad and I went to Applebee's while we were living in Ann Arbor. Uh-huh. And on the TVs, they had an episode of Bones. And I ordered a cheeseburger, and it got brought to me. And just after the cheeseburger was brought to me, 
The episode of Bones was about a guy that got crushed in a cardboard compactor. <laughs> they were like showing the autopsy and stuff on the TV, and I couldn't eat my cheeseburger. Oh, oh it's like it's like, a, it's like <laughs> so. Bones <laughs> saved your life, is Bones what I'm saved hearing. My life. All right, so we're gonna go get some takeout from Chili's, and we will be right back after this break to we talk sure to be. you more about piercing some snow. Oh, I can't wait! Not nose piercing, snow piercing. I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. Know your place. Keep your place. It was wonderful working with phenomenal actors. Tilda and Ed and John Hurd, these, these are living legends who just uh, were phenomenal to watch and uh, the willingness to collaborate uh, for, from, from such accomplished artists was pretty inspiring. We're back. We're talking about motherfucking Snowpiercer. The piercer of snow. We're going to tell you all about it. We're going to ruin the movie for you. You're not going to enjoy it at all when you go to watch it. You're going to hate every minute of it. You're going to hate your life by the end of this episode. So, Snowpiercer is about, and we'll, we'll just call it an alternate universe. Yeah. Where in 2014, an attempt to counteract global warming through climate engineering backfires catastrophically. It's horrible. Unintentionally sending the Earth into another ice age that pretty much wipes out all life except for the people that are on the Snowpiercer train. Does he have this weird train that some rich guy built? Some yeah. luxury, like, cruise liner train? Wilford Wilford. it. Uh, he was a transportation rich dude. In a I'm, giant dog suit. In a giant dog suit. Now, that's a that's a TV show. <laughs> it was Elijah with Elijah Wood. With uh, yeah. Elijah Wood. That's awesome. That's the guy from Harry Potter, I right? I want Elijah that crossover. Wood? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's the Harry Potter guy. So, somehow they get a bunch of people onto the Snowpiercer train. I don't remember exactly how that worked out. They never explain. They just start how, on there now. How they pick people to be in there, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it, it pretty much by like, I think it's a t what 2031. Yeah. The rich people, the very wealthy, we'll just call them the elite, because I don't know that there's a monetary system really. You don't have to pay for anything. They're yeah. all in the front, and then all the poor people and ne'er do wells are in the back of the train. The scum. The scum, we'll call them. Even though they're not scum, they're all people trying to survive in the damn world. Yeah. Why don't you just be nice, you idiots? Yeah. Why can't people just be nice in these movies? Liz from Chili's? Chili's Liz? God damn Everyone's it. Everyone's always nice at Chili's. I know, exactly. You go to Chili's, warm, welcoming atmosphere, it doesn't matter where you sit. You're in the back of the train, the <laughs> snow piercer, you get like weird gelatinous goo bars, There's and that's your food. Word. <laughs> Liz, you're Chili's Liz this week, not Gelatinous Cube Liz. <laughs> Try to keep up. <laughs> Come on, get with the program. Your metamorphoses are constantly. Can't I be Gelatinous Chili's Liz? Ooh, maybe next week. Uh, so, so they're stuck in this train. They're they, stuck on this train. They eat these little jello jiggler bars for mm -hmm. food. So they're kind of cool looking. Yeah. And I saw them and I was like, you know what? Those look kind of good. I would eat one. I would eat one of those <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, send those, one of those over here. Let's like see how bad they dark really are. green jello jigglers. Yeah. They just like carry them around their fists. <laughs> Everybody that touches them is filthy, but it doesn't matter. They're food. So they cut them up into pieces and eat them and share them and all that good stuff. They're broke, man. They're poor. They're sad. They're they're useless people, apparently. I mean, what do they do all day, though? These people in the back of the train. Dude, I don't know. They gotta just drugs. be, like, doing drugs and having sex, like all poor people do. Right. Like, they're just back there doing everything they can to make their life more interesting because it's a garbage life to have that they're just stuck in without any 
way to get out. Ignorant criminals. They're completely screwed. No. No, <laughs> Richard. Oh, oh, I You're being held saying, down by oh, the man, Richard. We should eliminate them. The socioeconomic order is not skewed in favor of the very poor in any way, Richard. Greg, Jesus. I think you're missing the important message in this first chunk of movie. That is be a shoe. <laughs> be a shoe. Be a shoe. Would you wear a shoe on your head? Of course you wouldn't wear a shoe on your head. A shoe doesn't belong on your head. A shoe belongs on your foot. A hat belongs on your head. I am a hat. You are a shoe. I belong on the head. You belong on the foot. Yes? So it is. Yeah. Man, this... This movie, like, it's just... The first part of this movie is character introductions that don't really end up mattering very much and showing you how disgusting it is to be poor on the Snowpiercer train. Right. Because it is just squalor. It's dark. It's... Loud? Filthy. It's loud. It's cramped. There's no... You get a ball. There's a ball. And you can, like, that everybody you can has to share it. the ball. They're excited about the ball. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, this train is running on perpetual fucking motion. So why don't you figure out how to make more than one ball for those poor, poor people? <laughs> you fucking jerks. <laughs> we get one ball. That's it. But wouldn't that sort of negate the fun of the ball? The novelty of the ball? <laughs> I mean, they just throw the balls away because there are too many balls now. Too much joy back here. Yeah, we need a little less joy. <laughs> to take one of those balls away. Now you have one. Somebody, you have two, now you have somebody one. Somebody take the, all the balls and cut them into square cubes. <laughs> yeah. eat them. Cubes. Have fun with that, idiots. They took all their stuff when they, when they let them on the train. That was part of it. Like, they took all their stuff. So if you had a ball with you, gone. No ball. Travel ball? Unless you're hiding it. it up your butt. Yeah, you can even bring a travel ball. No travel balls. Yeah, we found out pretty early that justice is swift and brutal on this train. No fucking around. People, like, they, they, we get to see someone get their arm froze off, which is fucking brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, the punishment is they open a hole in the side of the train, and they stick an, uh, an appendage out there until it's frozen fucking solid, and then they smash it off of their body. And the real punishment is you have to listen to a shitty speech while your arm's being frozen off. So while you're sitting there having your arm froze off, they sit and they tell you what a bad person you are. Tilda. Smug fucking bullshit. Looking all shitty and mean. Being all shitty and mean. Acting all shitty and mean. Come on, Tilda. If you're listening, that character sucked. You were a jerk, Tilda. You're awesome, though. But we love you as an yeah, actor. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> was, great. I bought it. I hated you. Yeah, I hated your guts. I really hope she listens. And they wasted such a delicious hand. Like, I know. That's you food, could, man. Like, why are you doing that? That That's totally, absolutely food. A handsicle. Handsicle, man. Delicious. What are you giggling about, Liz? You wouldn't eat, you wouldn't eat hand? No, I wouldn't. You would eat a nice, I'd eat hand. A nice cold hand? Yeah. Be sounds too crunchy. Great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The texture. Hey, I'd eat it. I'd eat it. I'm telling you, if all I got is fucking weird jello jiggler, or I could have somebody's hand. Meat? Give me the damn hand. Yeah, your meat hand. I don't know how I'm going to cook it, maybe slowly over a candle, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to eat it. I mean, it good. My hand. You could just eat the candle since you like those energy drinks so much. <laughs> I'm going to have a hamburger. You drink one off-brand energy drink, and all of a sudden you're a candle drinker. Yeah. <laughs> Or eater, it's your Greg, choice. Greg's been saving lives and helping children his whole life. My whole life, nothing but sacrifice every day. Man drinks one candle drink, and all of a sudden he's a candle eater. Mm -hmm. yeah. Real nice. Yeah, that's it. She came in with scented candles. Like this one smells like bubble gum. Greg, how much you want to chew this, buddy? Then she shoved it in my face and pushed me down. Very rude. Uh, that's how rude. I remembered it. You grabbed it out of her hand and said, "Ooh, it smells like bubble gum," and you ate it before she could tell you it's not food. And then when I realized it wasn't. <laughs> I tripped and I fell, 
And I blamed Liz. She's like, that food, that We're food. telling the same story right now, Richard. <laughs> that food, Greg. You just, it was too late. You're it both wrong. Late. I said, hi, welcome to Chili's, and I shoved it in his face. <laughs> shoved it in his face. That actually makes more sense. Eat this. It does explain a She's lot. She's the worst waitress at Chili's. <laughs> She's not even a waitress. She's a hostess. You should have a waitress for a reason. She's just shoving the burgers She's in people's faces. She's shoving candles in people's mouths when they walk through the door. Here's your French and you know fries. What? Still tastes better than anything they have at Applebee's. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Applebee's, if you're listening to this, I really don't like your food. It's bad. The last time I went there, everything that I had was the same color and none of it tasted like it was supposed to. Microwave it better next time. Sous vide it better next time. Deep fry it better next time. Just be better. How hard is it to deep fry something? You can deep fry anything. It should be pretty straightforward. <sighs> Tell that to Shittlebees. Tell that to the hand they wasted <laughs> in this fucking movie. I know, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> Chili's would have fried that hand for sure. Right this, up. This Snowpiercer is the Applebee's, the Applebee's of survival trains. <laughs> Snowpiercer is the Applebee's <laughs> of survival trains. You're right. The food is gross and, this, and gelatinous. Service is terrible. Service is terrible. You have to share the ball. Hours are bad. Just like Applebee's. Hours are, hours are, hours are bad. So Chris Evans has a, a mentor. His name is Jillian. Who's, who's that guy played by? Jillian's played by... Uh, uh, we got this on the list. Tom Hardy. Gilliam is played by John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt plays Gilliam. John, John Hurt. Hurt. He's got a long career, right? He died, actually. He died last year. What? I didn't even know that. Oh, well, oh. this movie's this movie, this podcast is dedicated to. Oh, no, John this Hurt. is a different person. Oh, never mind. John Hurt's alive again. He Maybe. gets no podcast. This is an emotional roller coaster for me. This is. <laughs> no, no, he died. It's the same one. Oh, good. He's dead. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very good. He died at 77 years old. Hello. So. Long, long, awesome life. Uh, so, Curtis, Curtis Everett, <laughs> played by Chris Evans, is he's going to wait? He has a last name. <coughs> I didn't yeah. think he had a last name. No, he does. It's in this plot thing. I, all right, I, I all right, fine, man. I didn't realize they had last names on this train. Apparently, on this train, only one person has a last name. Well, two. There's two last names. Wilford and uh, is Wilford a last name or I a first name? I, Mr. Wilford feels like a last name to me. But Wilford Brimley is the first. Has a first name of Wilford. Yeah, you're right. I don't Diabetes. know. Diabetes. 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 People with diabetes. People with diabetes. People with diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, Curtis is gonna. Him and Jillian, they're gonna take over this fucking train. They're basically. fucking revolting. They're done. They're revolting. I mean, the they are revolting, revolting because it's disgusting back there, and they're yeah. just unwashed and unkempt. Well, I mean, Jillian's unwashed. They're also like staging a revolt, so it works I on don't both know. levels. I was kind of feeling unwashed, Chris Evans, though. It's a hell of an endorsement. If, if Chris Evans worked as the host at an Applebee's. I would, I would, I would still try and mac on Chris Evans. He's a <laughs> handsome man. Yeah, he is very handsome. And yeah, let's be honest, he's not as dirty as everybody else in this no, movie. Yeah, I mean, somebody's been wasting his his water rations to keep himself a little clean. They they make it very obvious that he has been using the bodies of the children around him to keep himself clean. He just scrubs <laughs> his body with them, makes them lick. Oh, them well, like clean. in the witch, that's what the witch does in the titular witch. Watches uh, herself with clothes with kids, babies. Washes herself with babies? Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's Like, weird. I thought I was making a completely weird joke that nothing would nope. ever exist Baby like that. That was a pop culture joke in 2018. Boom. <laughs> I guess the world is a stranger place than I thought. Happy I was... Halloween, motherfuckers. <laughs> so they're going to take over this train. They're taking the train. They're, and... like, on a quest, the hero's journey to the front of the train to take it over for whatever reason. He's writing this weird little revolution with these notes that he's getting from the front of the train. That's coming inside those gelatinous protein bars. Yeah. Which is pretty... Uh, it's pretty weak. I don't know which one's going to have the note in it in the first place. 
And they're lucky like some kids just swallowed it at this point. I mean, yeah. I, you figure you'd yeah. eat those things as soon as you got it. Like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. But everybody knows that the notes come sometimes, so they're careful about their, their chewing. Yeah, there seems to be that, that right? Yeah. And then he gets that. So they have these little notes they're getting from the front. It's giving uh, Chris Evans some tips on how to defeat the train. When Tilda Swinton is punishing the one guy for being an asshole and taking his arm away, uh, Chris Evans is like, wait a minute. They might not have guns. They may not, they may not have bullets because she calls the gun useless. So that's when they decide it's time to strike, Greg. It's time to take over this train. Um, they break through the door and they didn't, and they get through. Nobody dies. They 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 end up beating up a bunch of the guards. Nobody dies except for some guards, probably. Yeah, they released the security expert that they needed to assist them in getting to the front of the fucking train. Who's our friend from the host? Um, it started with a G. Yeah, no, it was it was Nam Gong Minsu was yeah. uh, Kang Ho Song. Yeah, he uh he also says, hey, I can. We need to release somebody else. So they make they release his uh, daughter, mm-hmm. who's a who's clairvoyant, which I never really explained why or how, but that's also the girl from the host who gets eaten by the the monster who he fails to save. Yeah, she host. was uh, Park Hyun Seo. Yeah, from what we understand about these people is they're supposed to be drug addicts, and they 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 eat these little detergent pots, they sniff them and it makes them uh, makes them all high. And they said, yeah, we'll help you break through these doors because they need a security expert to short circuit the doors. Yeah, we'll help you break through these doors, but yeah, give us those little. Tide pods. Yeah. So they said we need two of those Tide pods for every door. We'll do every whatever you want. And everybody else is like, "Oh, you guys are just dirty addicts." First off, I would be an addict for sure on this train. What the fuck else is there to do? Yeah. Give me some well, drugs. I mean, that's kind of that was that was what I was saying earlier. It's when you're when you're in Shitsville, you find any way to to occupy a time that you can. Exactly. And this is definitely Shitsville and Shitsville and rails. You know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they let those guys out, and that's kind of where this movie really starts taking off because now. We have a team of people who can break through the doors, and their their goal is to go from the back of the train to the front of the train. It is a very long train, a very long train, and the food and water cars are between them and the front of the train, right? Which makes sense logistically. Yeah, and they've already captured the food between. car, which they found out is just a bunch of bugs. Yeah, they being, they use insects to make the the gelatinous cube things, which grosses Liz. everybody out. But you were later on, we found they're eating arms and shit. Bugs are a upgrade from human body parts i feel like i'm cool with the bugs i'm cool with either one in a survival situation right, fair i'm enough. not gonna lie um what i would not eat living's living is applebee's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last restaurant on earth is an applebee's the only place to get food is an applebee's i'm committing suicide no i'm picking up rocks in the back and grinding up for grasshoppers <laughs> yeah, i will go find insects and make my own applebee's i mean um, we may very well may be in an insect eating situation in the next 30 years so i'm not judging i'm getting i mean used i to don't it. care i'll eat bugs now I'll fucking give them now yeah give them over hmm. it's cool crazy yeah you got a lot of bugs in the world yeah and a lot of protein and they just live wherever apparently there's no reason to starve no anyway reason. so they get the they they're, they're it's suggested that they get the water supply car and the train is basically theirs at that point. Yeah. But uh, it was... A strong negotiating. Right. Oh, yeah. Point. It would be a strong negotiating t- tactic for sure. That That is a big chip to, to have. A, a nice card to have. Oh, yeah. All the water? Oh, yeah. Um, And the drug they get, they're trying to get is called Cronola or something like that. Not important. Cronos. Yeah. Cronos. Weird. But this is what a, my, one of my favorite scenes in the movie actually is right about here, Greg, because they meet the Axe Gang. The Axe King yeah. comes to like stop them. Oh, those guys are so cool. They were very cool. And they waste that fish. Everybody's starving, eating gelatinous uh, bars. And the first thing they do is hold up this catfish and just cut it in front of everybody mm-hmm. so they can cover their little axes with blood. And that, that fish looked delicious. Where did they even get a fish? There's an aquarium in that. In oh, this. that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> just, I forgot all about that. That comes after this anyway. 
Yeah, but, but yeah. at the time, it's where did they even get fish? Yeah, we're just your first sense that there might be more resources on yeah. this train, and you're being led on to believe. And they're just allowed to waste it. Yeah, for sure. Chris this was, the, this was the fight scene that it got that the lights went out, right? Right. Well, yeah. First New Year's hit, so they're all fighting. Then New Year's hits, and they all stop for New Year's. So when the train circumvents the the world one time, it uh, yeah, that's the New Year's, and it celebrates, and it's so culturally in, like ingrained in the society that even these axe wielding murderers all stop, and then they get, and then they turn the lights off after that. They're like, oh, New Year's is over, lights off, and shit gets real because these axe wielding guys they just cover their faces up; they don't have to see. They're like blind ninjas, yeah, who've been practicing in the dark their whole lives, and they can just murder everybody. They it's, did. It is definitely not a well fought battle for the protagonists in no. this sequence. For Team Front of Train, or for Team Back of Train, gets her asses handed to him. Oh, yeah. Which is to be expected because Team Front of Train is better trained. They have food, they have education, they're, they're ready for this battle. And team Back of Train is just like, hey, we're starving and Dirty. eating bugs and we're gross. We're hungry. We want our kids back because we want to eat. We want them. our kids back. Chris Evans escapes with a few people. And uh, he actually loses his uh, first in command. His the, the guy you think he sacrificed him, didn't he? You know, it's what happens is he can either go back and save him, or he can move on to the next door. And he needs to move on to the next door. It's a, the whole world is at stake here. Yeah, there was one part in this this scene here that uh, did stand out to me, where Tilda Swinton just pulls her teeth out for no reason to talk. Like, what the fuck are you doing that for? Just to make you unsubtle, just, just unsubtle to show everybody you around that- her. She, the like the front is so fucking well off that even something cosmetic like teeth are taken care of, where people are starving to death in the back of the train, basically. Yeah, be a fucking so, shoe. Yeah, so the fire was, uh, as you put in your notes here, a solid move. The fire was a solid they get, move. They get the they get this uh, situation handled. Chris Evans, Curtis moves forward, and we're okay, right? We're okay. We're okay um, for now. Tanya so. goes with them. Um, uh, a few other people go with them. Nobody really that important. Tanya's like, Tanya's an interesting character because she's this um, overweight lady whose kid was taken, mm-hmm. and I cannot figure out uh, what, like, how they bent the laws of thermodynamics to make somebody as big as her in a situation where everybody is starving. She was staking her kids' food. Yeah, she's and taking that's her why she food. wanted to make sure she had her kids. Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that changes everything, huh? Yeah. Greed, greed is still a thing. All right. You don't ever trust a fat person on the, the, the train of starving people. That's no. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Ed Harris. Oh, man. <laughs> Ed Harris. Hadn't seen him in a movie since what? Like Milk Money? <laughs> <laughs> we saw him in... Geostorm. The, the Geostorm. Ed Harris was in Geostorm? Geostorm? He played the Secretary of Defense. Oh, wait. Yeah. That was Ed Harris? Yeah, it was yep. Ed Harris. Remember? He was only in for oh, the reshoots. Oh, that's right. He was yeah, only in for the yeah. reshoots. He was yeah. totally shoehorned in. Oh, man. And, 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 yeah. That was the last time we saw Ed Harris. Um, anyway, we've digressed quite enough. The travel through several luxurious cars. And arrive at a classroom. Oh, this is the classroom scene. Can we talk about the creepy girl lady in the classroom scene when they arrive in the classroom? The one that, like, starts telling them fucking stories about the sacred engine and the oh, greatness the of very Wilford. animated cult leader Super teacher. fucking weird. She's pregnant. The, t- the teacher's pregnant, and she sings this song about, like, how... If the engine dies, they're all going to die. And has all the kids singing it. And yeah. it's like, they spin the piano around when she does it. And she like rolls her eyes back in her head. Yeah. Like, in this like orgasmic kind of like cultish look. It's, it's very weird. It's, I'm so glad. Weird is the killed. best way to describe most of this movie. It's right. a weird movie. What happens if the engine stops? We all freeze and die. 
For sure. It's a super weird movie. And it's not as weird as intentionally going to an Applebee's, but it's weird. <laughs> and who plays that lady? Uh, Alison Pill. Alison Pill plays a teacher. What is else she, is she in? Um, I know the answer. She's in uh, Scott Pilgrim. I remember her from that. She oh, was like, she played the drummer, right? Yeah, the, like the grumpy drummer. Yeah. I think what I... Well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to this later, but I think one of the reasons I like this movie is because... So many of the characters themselves were essentially set pieces yeah. in the movie. Like the the scenes revolved around these weird standout roles, and everybody that played one of those weird standout roles absolutely killed it. Right? Yeah. Wonderful work. It made the- a movie interesting. It broke up the like the action sequences. You're just like fuck. You like the hitman guy in this movie? He doesn't really have much of a name. He just walks through this movie and just murders people. He's fucking cool as hell. Yeah. You get no information about that guy. They had that really cool scene. I think we already passed it. And as far as we're talking, where they're shooting th- between the two like train cars at each other, him and Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. First off, Chris Evans is phenomenal with the gun. Having not have had one in 30 <laughs> something years, he's doing right. a great job right. firing that fucking thing. He's really proficient with it. I mean, he would have been, it was what, 2014 or 2015 when they got on there. So 20 years later, he would have been 10 when he got on board. Yeah. Odds are he didn't have much time to practice with firearms. But then we find out they're not out of bullets either. There are bullets. People show up with guns at some point and they were just holding them back. They were like shooting the bullets. The train went around that corner. So you could see like one side of the train, you could see the other side of the train. You know, because it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shooting between cars. I was like, first off, you're not going to be able to replace that glass. Bad plan, but it was really cool. Yeah, because the glass was bulletproof, and the the bullets were getting like wedged like in the glass, like inches away from like each other's faces. It was great. It was cool. I it, it, was it was clever. There was a lot. There's a lot of clever use of of the set, I yeah. guess. Yes, yeah. like yeah. the darkened car, and then the the turns, and when we get to when we get to later on all that stuff at the the end of the train too right yeah oh, i mean obviously the lighting and the set pieces on this were all masterful yeah it works uh there's a, there's a little bit interesting things right here was the the teacher gets killed so they were they were dragging tilda swinton through the train she was helping him get through because mm-hmm. she's like kind of in charge she's like number like the lieutenant or whatever mm-hmm. and they get to the teacher and all the kids and the teacher waits until they're all distracted looking out the window because she goes look at those people those are people who tried to escape the train like 20 years ago and they were just frozen yeah and they just and every time every year they they look at those people and they go look at those people look at what will happen to you if you leave the train and she uses that moment to attack chris evans uh team of um revolutionaries yep and she murders a couple i don't know which one she murders it's not important but uh she gets killed herself and she was pregnant so that was i guess a little sad but you it's know nothing that would happen in an american movie no you would never kill a pregnant woman in an american movie no. for sure that's actually a good point I kind of liked it because I was like, that woman does not need to be bringing a child into this world. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, nobody needs to be bringing a child into that particular world. Yeah, but especially her. Here. Especially not her. Uh, and that's when, um, and then Chris Evans shows that he's not Captain America in this movie. He just smokes Tilda Swinton. Just blows her face off. Yeah. She's like, yeah. oh, don't kill me. Normally in these movies, 
the hero goes, you're right. I'll just and drags him through a little bit longer. And right. I should have killed and this And somebody else person. kills them incidentally. But yeah. no, not in this one. He did the right thing. It drives me crazy. Of course you kill that lady. She's going to kill you. She doesn't They make it you. very clear that yeah. they want you dead. So why are you bothering keeping this person around? Yeah, she just wants. she is not going to do you any favors. You got what you needed. Keep her weird teeth, though. As a souvenir. Oh, Hang yeah. her around your neck. Yeah, absolutely make a necklace out of that shit. On the way to school, they pass an aquarium. They pass a guy who's making sushi. All this really cool shit. And, and then they get to the school. Then they walk through some more stuff. And I'm just start, I start thinking, like, you don't see any housing. No apartments. You don't see where anybody lives. They might not just not be showing those. But I start thinking about how many cars these kids who go to school have to walk through to get to school. Because this isn't... This is like a city, but it's set up in a linear way. You got to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And to get there, you have to walk, to get from point A to point Z, you have to walk through B, C, D, E, F, G all the way through. Right. And so if you got to go to class, you got to walk to like a nightclub, a sauna, <laughs> all some weird shit. Yeah. It's uh, unless, because they didn't, definitely didn't walk through like any bedroom cars. No, I mean, I guess they're just not going to show those, but maybe the beds come out of the ground or something because there's compartments down maybe there. Maybe they just live in the classroom and the compartments just right. flip out. I, I would guess. assume that they're rotating kids out of the classroom. It's not all the kids on the train, but maybe it is. They, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot to think about. I think if about, you start really unpacking this stuff, Yeah, it, it gets weird. I really have. Real I, mean, I don't even think there's enough. There's a way you can keep a society alive with this few people, but that's no, pretty fun no. too to think about. All right. I'm going to send Richard down for re-education. He's going to go to the education car Finally, and learn education. from the creepy teacher. And we will be back after this break we'll to talk about the bar car, which needs to be much bigger as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm like sorry, Applebee's. the beer. We've got a beer to review. And we're gonna, we're uh, you think this podcast is going to go off the rails anytime soon? Oh, no. Come on. Bada bing. We could have made that joke at the end and made people sad then instead of right now. Could <laughs> have sad early. That's right. I guess that makes sense. They're already sad if they're listening to this, so... It was Bong Joon-ho that I signed up to, and I would have signed up to anything he put my way, frankly. These are actors who jump on projects for the reason of, you know, an allegiance to an artist. They're not there to make money. They're not there to do it their way. They're there to be directed. They're there to collaborate. So you see these phenomenal uh, talents so willing to do whatever Bong asks of them. Um, and that's how it should be. These amazing actors were, were acting as if it was their first film. Um, and, and whatever Bong asked of them, they did. It was beautiful. Okay, look. We're back. We have a beer to talk about. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this beer. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna beer chat, beer-versation, beer convert-beerson. And then this I want to is... hear what your guys' favorite car was. A favorite part about this train. Like, okay. We thought was neat after yeah, this. Because uh, we did pass a lot of the neat stuff. And I want... Yeah, most of the neat stuff's gone at this point. Yeah. So this one is a Brewdog beer, Juggernaut, an Imperial IPA. We chose Juggernaut because, I mean, pretty much that train is a Juggernaut, right? Supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, it is a Juggernaut, bitch. That's an unstoppable yeah. train. It's not a choppable machine. That's a droppable machine. Yeah. <laughs> it pierces the snow. This is a beer that was born in Scotland and brewed in the USA, apparently. Mm-hmm. You said it was something like 8.8% or something? It's 8.8%. 8 .8%. It's 8 .8, that's, a, that's a lot of percent. Is it an Imperial beer. IPA? Yeah, an Imperial what IPA. Is an Imperial IPA. Yeah. Does Imperial just mean higher alcohol content when sweet. you're talking about beer? I think it means sweet. <coughs> They're usually sweeter. Like it's, always, it's always higher in alcohol content. I think they like age it or something. We should find out what Imperial means. I don't care that much. Me either. I'm I mean, I like to out. drink beer. I don't I like, like to learn about things. We're not so. a... 
We're not connoisseurs. We're we're everyday Joe Bobs. Yeah, man. If we're telling you to drink a beer, it's because we enjoyed the yeah. taste of the beer, not because we want to tell you about the history of the brewery. Right. But Brew Dog has been around for no. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let me tell you about Brew Dog. Um, we're we're gonna go around around the room here and figure out who liked it the most. There are about fifteen of us here. We're gonna start with Liz from Chili's. Liz Chili's from Chili's, Liz. and she's gonna tell us what she thinks of the Brew Dog. Juggernaut. Don't drink it. You don't like it? No, I don't. That is an excellent and short review. Did you actually want to cover any part of the beer about why you didn't like it? Or it's too just... sweet. I mean, if it just wasn't sweet, it would be better, but it's got this like sugary quality to it that I just can't handle. It's called fermentation. Fermentation is a removal of sugar because it's being digested by yeast. And if other it were nice and bitter things. like all the rest of its yeasty friends. No, no leavening agents are allowed in my religion, so... Yeah. Oh man, your bread at your house is so fucking weird. Yeah, it's like I mean crackers. It's basically it's, crackers. yeah, it's pretty much crackers. Sometimes he get he makes them wet so that they're not <laughs> as crunchy. So wet crackers are sometimes those are a delicacy. It's still better than what you get at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Greg, that's me. That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. I like this beer, but I like Imperial IPAs. I wish I would have poured it, but I like it. It's strong, but I like Imperial IPAs. It tastes like I expected it to. Oh, it's. Not too sweet, in my opinion. Liz is wrong. <laughs> I mean, I keep this is the same Liz that, that brought us a bomb pop flavored Smirnoff ice. Oh, so good. Yeah, and she loved that. That was amazing. <laughs> I mean, that this was Kool Aid with vodka in it. Yeah, awesome. You, you're a fan of the Imperial Drink it. Drink it. If you like Imperial so IPA, drink, drink it because I do and I enjoyed it. All right. Um, my first drink of this was not. Uh, I, uh, I I did not love it initially. Um. This is a drink it with prejudice. Without prejudice? I don't know. Eh. Uh, this is a barely a drink it. Don't be racist. Me. I uh, the first drink was harsh. It was a lot going on. It was too much for me. It didn't have that bug spray taste that I expect out of IPAs, which is kind of a bummer. Um <laughs> but it is definitely a sour beer. Overall, uh, after a few drinks it was fine. Ice cold not so great. A little warmer was all right. Uh I would drink it if it were given to me. I would not buy it. How's that? Okay. I wouldn't buy it. Don't, Don't buy, buy it. it. But yeah, drink it. That's fine. What was your favorite? Uh, what was your favorite so train it's a car? D B Y D. Don't buy. Yes, drink. <laughs> D B Y D. Don't buy. D bid. D bid. What was your uh, favorite train car? What my was your favorite. Fa like, so my favorite fact. train car. It could be like a room in the train too. Required to have that scene because I liked the scene. In the dark. Oh, okay. The 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 axe gang fight was awesome to me. Um but my favorite car at that point we're we through all the cars. We're through all the cars now? Yeah. We're at the gates, motherfucker. Man, I don't even know. I like there's a lot of variety and they're all super cool. Like yeah. there's a lot of character in all of the different cars, and when they stop for a scene, they're they make it very clear what's going on. So how so, the, you get to see how the train's supposed to function as a yeah. society. Yeah, they, they really let you kind of build this trip. And then you make it again later when the torch guy runs through. Right, so. right, right. I like the dentist car with all like the weird like the dentist and like the guy just peeling an apple. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was that was like a real good window into how society worked. What about Weirdly. you, Liz? What aquarium your... car forever. Yeah, the aquarium car was cool. That's why I impossible, didn't use it. Impossible, but would have so loved cool. it. Yeah, the aquarium <laughs> car was really cool. Why is it impossible? 
Because trains shake on their tracks all the time. But if everything's sealed up, it would be okay. I guess. It just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, he said this what's, was a like a, what's worse, starving to death and not having fish? You see, this aquarium is a closed ecological system. And um, the number of individual units must be very closely, precisely controlled in order to maintain the proper sustainable balance. They have sushi twice a year there. And the sushi chef was fantastic at his job, considering he only gets to do it twice a year. Hey, you know what? If you only get to do it twice a year and the expectations are that high, you would be amazing at it, too. He probably practices all the time and then just eats it himself. Oh, yeah. What He's a fish great fat. He's, He's fish, fish fat. fat. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're at the gates, Greg. We, they get through. Nobody lives except for um, the two Korean actors, the security specialist and his, and his, his daughter. Uh, his, his daughter. It was yeah. a clairvoyant. It was it was giving uh, Chris Evans tons of tips to help him out through this whole thing. Right. Uh, Tanya gets killed by the uh, hitman that goes after him, that's going after him this whole time. This guy's basically invincible, even <laughs> though he gets stabbed. He gets right back up. But he gets stabbed in the gut. He's bleeding out. He's laying on the ground, and then probably two hours later, in like m- movie world time, he gets up and starts. Well, I mean, not affected. Lumbering. So you you call him a hitman as though he's just a four higher arm to to squash this guy but he's fighting for what he perceives as his survival too right he's the enforcer like he's yeah. he's going oh my god if he gets to the front of this train i'm dead right. period we're all dead and i'm protecting all these people so yeah. from his perspective he needs to get up and get moving so he's got some stuff driving him forward too i agree with that i agree with that like i don't i'm not unsympathetic to, he's motivated i'm not unsympathetic to any of the bad guys in this movie quote unquote bad guys in this movie I feel like it'd probably be really complicated to keep society going in this situation. But yeah, he uh he's a badass and he makes life hard for Chris Evans this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he has to. It's his job. But this is when uh uh so they get to the the gate, right? And it's the security specialist, Chris Evans, and the the security specialist guy's uh daughter who is just wasted on wine. That she found as they're walking through the train cars, one of the club cars. So she just gets hammered drunk on wine. And they have a pile of those drugs that they picked up along the way, too. Mm-hmm. And the, this is where, the chrono. The chrono. And this is where Chris Evans lets the, the security specialist guy know that he's a bad dude. And, uh, and they were, they've been eating. And that when they first got on the train, for some reason, there was no food. So they had to resort to resort to cannibalism. Yeah, they hadn't figured out probably how to harvest the bugs into the gel or something. Right. And they were they were they were eating each other. Yeah. And Chris Evans was kind of like the he was kind of the the main guy in charge of eating people. You know what I hate about myself? I know what people taste like. I know that babies taste best. That's when we find out that people were chopping off their arms to save like the kids yeah. on the back of the train and they were yeah. eating each other's limbs. But well, they weren't just missing because they were being stuck out and frozen off. Which they is what were, I thought. I, mean, I thought it was punishment. Yeah, the, yeah. No, they were they were literally eating each other's body parts to to survive. They were ca- helping keep the kids alive by sacrificing their own bodies. Right. And Chris Evans, uh his mentor, the guy who Gilliam, he was the guy who stopped stopped them from killing the first baby that he was gonna eat. Yeah. That he was going to murder and eat. He was like, oh, don't do that. Eat my arm instead. But I don't know why these people were on the train to begin with. What was the point of them? If they're just going to be left in the back to die. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I imagine they had a plan and 
when everything finally happened, their plan went out the damn window because mm-hmm. how do you plan for that? Yeah, I guess that's what it was. Maybe, like you said, maybe they just couldn't make the gel bars fast enough, right. quick enough. Right, Because that stuff was always there. Or maybe they needed to weed out some people. It's so like, survival of the fittest, we'll let them fight Or they out. needed to wait for, like, it, things happen more quickly than they were expecting and they didn't have their first harvest in place or, right. you know, whatever. Because it's, it's going to take a lot of bugs to make a bar. There were a lot of bugs. Yeah. Being chewed up. Yeah. And this is also when we find out that uh, security specialist guy, he, the whole time, he wasn't, he wasn't grabbing those drugs to, to do them. They're uh, explosive. He was grabbing him because he wants to blow a side of the door off the side of the train and escape because he thinks right. the world is defrosting enough that they can live. Right. And there's all these clues. If you watch this movie the second or third time, you'll see those clues that the world's getting better, but they're really subtle. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Just little things. Some of the ice is melting. You see a polar bear. You realize that they're actually not doing these drugs. They're just like, they're, they're hoarding. Collecting them so that they can yeah. blow up the train and get the fuck out. Exactly. Because it was his parents that got frozen the first time, the first mm. escape. It was, he wasn't going to waste those explosives to open that door. Right. He was going to use the explosives to get off the fucking train. He got him where he promised him he would, and he had, now has enough to get off the train, so he's getting off the train. Frankly, a better plan for the survival of the human race than Chris Evans had. Stopping the train? Yeah. Like if it's, yeah, if you can live out in the world, like the train is a doomsday device. You know? I mean, the train could have... like The engine can still go and power the thing. It doesn't have the... Sh- train itself doesn't have to keep moving right yeah you could use it as like a base right right exactly start your new life but so his yeah i thought his plan was pretty solid chris evans was there to fuck everything up every step of the way so here's where we get to the point where wilford's assistant comes yep. out right the yeah. uh what's that dude's name i don't know doesn't matter it doesn't matter comes out and shoots the shoots the fucking security expert yeah right in the gut yep and then's like hey man hey curdy curdy poo Yo, Curtis, what up? Why don't you come meet up, dog? Wilford? And he gets up there, and Wilford reveals that this whole thing was part of his plan. Wilford's plan. God's plan. The man's plan. Very, uh, yeah. Section after section, precisely where they've always been and where they'll always be, all adding up to what? The train. And now the perfectly correct number of human beings, all in their proper places, all adding up to what? Humanity. The train is the world. We the humanity. And now you have the sacred responsibility to lead all of humanity. Without you, Curtis, humanity will cease to exist. And Gilliam's plan. They were working together, the front and the back of the train working in cahoots. Jillian was Jesus and Wilford was God and now Curtis is mankind following the plan. Following the plan. (laughs) Or executing the plan. It's true. Um, It's also uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory but a lot more brutal. Right. This is the worst (laughs) fucking chocolate factory. (laughs) Every corridor leads to people eating people or bugs or awful things happening yeah, so yeah, please Willie Wonka's like hey you want all this magic and you're just like no I don't want any of this magic no magic <laughs> can I go back to the back of the train where's your elevator that shoots me out of the roof of this <laughs> son of a bitch right. give it a great glass the fuck out of here yeah give me that bubble drink that makes me float away <laughs> yeah so Wilford's like listen man drink. I've been who do you think's been doing this like I've been sending you these notes it's been me the whole time sending you notes to get you up here and uh, I want you to take over the train now. Somebody needs to take over the train. And Curtis, Curtis is into it. 
he wants to do it. That's when we fight. That's when Yona, the little, uh, the daughter, because she's clairvoyant, runs in, picks up the floorboard, and you see like, this little kid just like in the floorboard pulling shit out of the machinery. Yeah. Apparently, our perpetual motion engine that will never end, they'll never break down, actually has parts that wear down, and they replace those with little kids, give little hands. Yeah, the kids can get down there and take care of it because they can fit in the small spaces. And there's the message. And there it is. There it is. I don't know what the message is, but well, there's the... It's, it's an analogous an, an to the uh, Industrial Revolution, and when we use kid labor... <laughs> Fair enough. ...in their tiny hands to fix machines. And you say the Industrial Revolution, but it's still happening. The world no, over. well, we talk about... It's come, this comes from Korea. They have a definitely different perspective on our use of child labor. We don't directly, right? We just live high on the hog yeah. while other countries suffer for it. And that's it. it. You pick up the so, floorboards of your phone, and there's little hands yeah, keeping it moving. Little hands keeping it, building it, keeping it moving. Chris Evans is like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he loses his arm pulling that kid out of the fucking engine. The arm that he had kept all this time, the arm he never gave up for food, he uses it and sacrifices it to yank that kid out of the engine and save that kid. Yeah. And that's when shit hits the fan, Greg. Um, are we talking about Namgoom? Yeah. Uh, coming back and finally fucking blowing that door off? Yeah, and, uh, like, why he's being attacked through the bottleneck of all the, the, the whole crew kind of realizes, oh, these guys are fucking, or aren't fucking around. Yeah, this is, this is serious business, and it's not all part of Wilford's plan, apparently. Yeah. So, we should probably stop these guys. Yeah, and, uh, Namgoom's like, whatever, I'll just pull the fuck out of this train. And, uh, that effectively kills everybody. Everybody dies. I read some notes on the direct from the director. Everybody on this train dies at this point. Oh, so the the world is over. Yeah. So when um he sets that bomb off to to blow up the door, he doesn't realize it's not intentional, obviously, but sets off a fucking avalanche. So not only is there a door open, but now the train's derailed by his avalanche on a mountain. And half the train just falls right off the fucking mountain. So the whole tail the whole tail end is gone now. So there's the the boy and Yona are the only ones that survive. Yes, the boy and Yona are the only ones that survive. And there's a hungry polar bear out there. Like, it's not a good situation for them. Those kids can totally fight a polar bear. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Kill the polar bear. Yeah. Uh, so, essentially, the world's over. Yeah. And that's, I mean, all these movies are pretty bleak, though. It Like, the, the, the host the, was bleak. This is much, really bleak. much darker. Uh, yeah, that's... Chris Evans and, uh, sacrifices himself to save Yona and the kid. But, but that only saves, literally, he only saves two people. Two people. Out of, That's it. The whole point was to save all of civilization. They're Adam to get to and the Eve front. now, so yeah. good luck, humanity. You're going to be really fucked up. Humanity would have been in a better place had they have just stayed, had Chris Evans just stayed in the tail of that train. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so here's the thing, uh, Nam Gung, right? He's yeah. trapped. He's, he's being held captive. He's still fucking alive. And things are... Clearly, like, if, if the world's climate is improving, it's clearly happening quickly because they've only been running that stupid ship for 20 years or train for 20 years. Yeah. So Maybe if he'd have just held off for another five years or so, they'd have been like, oh, shit, there's like plants. Yeah. And they would have stopped the train and humanity would rebuild itself outside of the train. Exactly. If they would have just waited another 20 or so years. Not even 20. Yeah, probably not. You're right. Probably not. If it, you know, it's timing was bad. Time, this, real bad for really this bad. escape yep. they wait to the new selfishness years. destroyed humanity so selfishness yeah. and impatience ambition naked ambition i don't think it was ambition i think he just wanted out i feel like chris evans was ambitious in this you movie. think so curtis he wanted yeah. to like he wanted to save kids dude that's ambitious he had a, he had a noble goal fuck saving kids fuck saving kids that's the slogan for applebee's <laughs> <laughs> fuck saving kids 
This we'll is, be back. So we're going to be back after this break, and then we will talk about our final thoughts. Ever. It's kind of Ever. Because I'm dark. going to stop my brain. But not your heart. But not my heart. It's going to be super weird. So you want to be here for this. Greg's heart will go on. <laughs> for wherever you are. You're still determined to push ahead. Of course. Take your move! Lost so many of you. You lost so many. 18 years I've hated Wilford. 18 years I've waited for this moment. Let me go ahead. This is your destiny. What do, who do we usually start with on this? Richard? Yeah, do we no. usually start with Richard? Richter scale. Let me go first. The Richter, Richter scale. Uh, Let's go, Rick. I really like this movie. I thought the sets were incredible. I thought that uh, the acting was really good. I thought the music was good. Everything was good about this movie. The only thing, the fantastic film that snuck up on me, I, I remember I watched it one day because I was like, oh, Chris Evans movie. I'm not doing anything on a Tuesday. And I ended up watching it all the way through and being like, that was excellent. How did that happen? Much better than I thought that was going to be. I had no idea what it was going to be. It was like, still Piercer train, Chris Evans? Okay, whatever. I'll watch this. Sure. Honestly, I give this thing a, a 9.2673. 9.2673 on the, the Richter, Richter scale? scale? Yeah. That's impressive. That's a good number. It's a really good number. Yeah. Uh, Chili's Liz, what do you think? It was good. 8 out of 10 on the Lister scale. 8 out of 10 on the Lister scale. I mean, it was scale. good. Did you have any, any thoughts on it, or just you just um, want to give it a number and call it a night? You do what you want. It's a little I dark. I wouldn't seek it out probably like for casual viewing. It's not one that I've watched over and over since the first time I saw it. I saw it in the theater and then I saw it again for this. Mm. Oh, you saw it in the theater? I know, I right? That's crazy. I yeah. had no idea. I That's didn't know awesome. it was in theaters out here. It's, I don't get in that dark of a mood very often. It's not a light popcorn watch. No. Yeah, it's... I put it's, on bro comedies most of the time for my own viewing. It's a pretty heavy <laughs> flick. I, I yeah. get it. I like Liz's reviews. I like, I like to imagine them from the covers of movies, you know, when <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Eight point two on the Lizder scale. Liz, like you know when they put the little reviews in front yeah, of the boxes. The quote, Liz, <laughs> Chili's enough, Liz. Eight point two on the. On the it was Lister good, scale. I guess. Eight point two. <laughs> okay. Dot dot dot. Whatever. Nine point six. <laughs> What'd you think of this, Craig? Uh, I, I was uh, like I said. I when I came into it, I was expecting it to be just a generic kind of action movie. Right. I didn't. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I went in blind. I was told it was an action movie and that Chris Evans was in it and that it was pretty good. Um, I, I won't go so far as to say it blew my mind, um, but it was not what I was expecting at all. It subverted my expectations from the get-go. It was, as Liz said, very dark movie. And they, they, that, that darkness is throughout. But for some reason, it also feels like it's, it's a definitely a dark comedy. How's that? Yeah. Um, dark comedy action movie. It's a well shot movie. It did interesting things in keeping you feel, especially in the tail of the train. It felt very cramped and 
claustrophobic but as they moved forward through the cars things started to open up more and more and you could see that the rich were being treated completely different than the poor obviously there were some messages here uh with regard to how the wealthy treat the poor and how countries treat each other and the, the populations of other countries and that's more or less every car was a different country sort of thing yeah um all in all very good movie i'm going to give this also a 9.0 on the Gregter scale. Very good movie. I highly recommend you go watch it. Well, cool, man. Yeah. The fuck? We did it. We did it. We got we got another one out. Can I tell you guys how much I like Happy Hour at Chili's? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 3 hours. It feels like 5 minutes. It's... They're not they're not in any way paying us for this. And I haven't been to a Chili's in probably a decade. <laughs> but the happy hour is enticing. <laughs> anyway, thanks how you for doing? listening to another episode of the What a Disaster podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, you can feel free to check out our show notes for information on the beer we just drank or for contact information. Do it. Uh, you Find can, the Applebee's nearest you. Now, you can go to our website to look for the contact information or you can keep listening because I'm going to give it to you right now anyway. So obviously the web website obviously is what a disasterpod.com. You should know that by now. Right. You can you can follow us on on Twitter at podwad. That's P O D W A D and uh you, you can find us on the Facebook. We've got Instagram is wadpod, so the inverse of of Twitter. Good. Kind of we like to be consistent. Because we're Inver- nothing if nothing else we're consistent. Uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform or all the podcast platforms. Or the more subscribes like. that we have the more joy it brings to our lives because we don't make any money. I like looking at the numbers go up. I do listen. like looking at numbers that are bigger than they were the other time that I looked. Yeah, so do so that for nice. me. It's like points. It's like video game points, except I'm not doing anything but being annoyed that my friends come over so late and make me stay up so far past my bedtime. I go to bed at 8 o'clock. These guys are here till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock it's like at nine night. right now. Oh, it's so late. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> or. Or. We have the the emergency red phone, of course, and you can call us, leave us a voicemail, you could shoot us a text message, maybe we'll answer it. I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Just call the fucking number. Call. And that number, this number, our number, 209-781-9113. If you don't have it memorized because of that jingle, then... We have to write a new jingle. Y'all can just fuck off. If you got fuck a better off. jingle, I mean, you know what I you can do with jingle. it? You can shine it up real nice, yeah. turn that some bitch sideways, and email it to us so we can use it. <laughs> yeah, please. That would but be great. shine it up real That'd nice be excellent. first. Yeah. But shine up really nice and turn sideways before you jam it into our inbox. It's, <laughs> turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up our Gmail inbox. Right. Please. We could use a jingle. That'd be Do you great. have a jingle, Liz? What's the Chili's jingle? Hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> Chili's baby back ribs. You got those. Chili's baby back ribs. Yeah, baby back, got baby those. back. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. Yeah, this is dumb. You're all dumb for listening to us to this point. God, stop it. You're making it stop. Hit the button. Yeah.
Think I'm not following along? I think you're You think my brain doesn't work? I think your brain's a little broken. I think your brain's a little broken. Well. You, can't, you drove an hour and a half to be berated by me for an hour and a half so that you can drive an hour and a half home. How does that feel? How well dumb rounded. do you feel? That feels like a well put point. It's what it feels like. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving. Ow. Um, we're... All right, we're back, back from our break. Back. We're here back for final break. Retart uh, conversation. No, we got to redo that. I don't even know what I was, <laughs> what that sentence was doing. <laughs> Hell in a cell, Greg. Hell in a cell. We're back with Hell in a cell. By God, Cole, there are bodies everywhere. <laughs> 